I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there. Raptors postgame live here. Joined by Sirit Sohi, uh, Vivek Jacob, William Liu. I promise this content will be much better than Magic Johnson's. What he just offered during his exit from the Lakers, I promise. I mean, I can't guarantee it, but I do think that we're going to have some good chats about the Toronto Raptors. They did just wrap up their regular season. They defeated the Timberwolves by a considerable amount. They now have home court against all teams in the Western Conference, which is so great. Um, Vivek, yes. question. <laughs> Do you think the Raptors met expectations for this season? Um, I mean, in terms of expectations for this season, I don't think there was anything based on the regular season, right? I mean, that's... The yeah, we're just talking regular to, season. Right? Like, so, did they end up where you thought they would? I sure. I mean, again, like it was never about where the Raptors would end up. You always expected them to get home court, whether it was the one seed, whether it was the two seed. I don't think that was, you know... Uh, much of a debate or, or, or on whether yeah, or not Vegas said different. Vegas said, oh, they might, you know, 40-win team, 45. Yeah, but, I mean, we, we know what happens losing. with the American media, and so um, I'll take a pat hard pass on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think it, when you look at all the players uh, and what they've accomplished over the season, then I would say for sure, sure. they exceeded expectations. You look at what Pascal Siakam's done, um, my expectations of Kawhi going into the season, honestly, I didn't know what we were going to see because we didn't know where, we, where he was at physically. So to see him at this level and not even at top gear yet, I think that's really encouraging. So overall, I would say they exceeded expectations. Another guy that probably should be mentioned along with those guys is Serge Ibaka. Like, no everyone question. wrote him off at the end of last season, and yep. he's, you know, had a really amazing renaissance season. Hmm. How about you? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's to be determined, right? Like, most of the expectations are about the playoffs, but, um, I mean, for the regular season, if you told me that they were going to have home court except for just against one team uh, who they may or may not face um, and that all the starters are healthy, all the starters are playing really well, basically all the rotation players are healthy. I mean, you know, Pat McCaw, and he's probably out for another week plus, but, mm. you know, he's, like, maybe the 11th man. So, like, everybody's healthy going to the playoffs. All the starters are in a good rhythm, too, right? Really. Like, the only guy I'm a little bit concerned about is Kyle with the scoring. He didn't play today. He got rest. But, you know, everyone's everyone's humming. The team has a good flow. You know, it's pretty clear hierarchy. Like, Gasol's going to start. Ibaka's come off the bench. You know, and they have, like, a couple good lineup combinations they want to play with. They've experimented with a lot of stuff. Mm. They can go small. They can go big. They're prepared. They're prepared for the playoffs. And, again, everyone's healthy. This is a big thing. Remember in yeah. Game 82 last year, Fred Van Vliet gets hurt because Dwayne Casey wants to chase 60 wins. And all of a sudden, you know, you lose Van Vliet, who was such a pivotal part of the bench, and sure. it affected the Raptors a lot. And Bam almost got Kyle this time. Two yeah, well, Kyle well, wasn't having that at all. He made Bam. sure that he got the upper hand. Kyle got Bam. 
It seems like the Raptors are going to face either Brooklyn or Orlando in the first round. Do you have, like, is there a better matchup for the Raptors? Or a worse one, I guess? Do you think? Yeah, I probably, I would probably rather face Orlando if I was a Raptors, just because I think the Nets are extremely well coached, and they have probably one of the best uh, best staffs in terms of pre preparing guys, and they like to go off the dribble a lot. I don't know if Marcus really wants to guard multiple point guards off the dribble. You might have to change some stuff up, might have to start Surge instead of Gasol. You'd rather have a smoother first round. Kind of just take care of a team like the like the Magic, who let's be let's face it, like they're just gonna be so happy to be there. I don't really <laughs> think that we're gonna see too much out of them. Once second they most get improved there. player on the Brooklyn Nets. The second most improved player. That's right. Right. Just give Pascal. Oh, his due. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Just give yeah. him his due. Let's get Pascal his most improved, and let's be yeah. on our way. Uh, I think the season was actually a disappointment because. They didn't break any regular season franchise records, so <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Because like, that's all that matters. Is this right? even the Raptors, you know? Wow. Like, what's going on? Dwayne Casey's The Dwayne Washington. Casey title, if you yeah. will. Hey, Dwayne yeah. Casey's still or alive. The, or the DeMar DeRozan <laughs> title. <laughs> wow. See, I wonder if it might be better for the Raptors sting? to face yeah. the Brooklyn Nets, Not only me. because they could use some competition to start off. Like, they're going to beat both the teams, right? Let's, obviously, they're going to beat both teams. Uh -huh. um, but I wonder if maybe, come on. It's the Raptors. Yeah, we should all, you know. Yeah, honestly. Like, no, it's, yeah. They're gonna no, lose, no, stop They're going to no, lose I'm game avoiding one, both of them. and then, okay. you know, fine. all bets are off. <laughs> I'm not stressing this. Yeah, See? <laughs> See? My man. Um, That's how it should be. But yeah, I'm not worried about the Nets either. Like I, like I said, I was working on that scouting report mm -hmm. on the Nets and just going through them. I mean, you know, the one thing you look at playoffs, like one of, one of the keys is like taking care of the ball, you know, executing on offense, and they're one of the worst turnover teams in the league. You, you look at, it, you know, D'Angelo Russell, like he's still maturing in terms of making the right decision. Um, and so if the Raptors just go ahead and trap him, who are they really going to get offense out of? I mean, you know, that's where the Karis LeVert injury really, really hurts because he's not the same player anymore. Mm -hmm. And so now you're depending on guys like Joe Harris and Spencer Dinwiddie and you know, Jared Allen to set those screens. And um, I just don't see how they can get enough offense uh, in a playoff setting. And I actually think it's probably still going to end up being the Pistons, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm really hoping it's, it's the Pistons, fate, man. isn't it? It's, it's fate. It has to happen. Like, they're going to beat the Knicks tomorrow. Yes, they're going to. They yeah. had an impressive mm -hmm. comeback today. Well, do you have yeah. a car? I, I don't, and I don't drive, so. On yeah. it, buddy. Yeah, I guess we're not going to Detroit. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Our bad, man. Like we're just we're not cool with going to Detroit, so we're not going to go. Wow. But it was either Miami or Miami. Does Porter fly to Detroit? Uh, <laughs> does anyone fly to Detroit? <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, if Porter flies to Detroit, I'll, I'll go. You know? Okay. Wow. Well. Yeah. I Look, prefer if you don't to not want, be airborne over Detroit, personally. The Detroit will definitely be... I don't trust it. Detroit's going to be the most annoying matchup. We can say that at least, right? Because, like, Brooklyn, like, they don't even have any... Who's going to guard Pascal Siakam in Brooklyn? No. Who's going to guard Kawhi Leonard in Brooklyn? Oh, I mean, like, I exactly. <laughs> Who's going to guard Marcus Gasol in Brooklyn? Like, it's actually, like, you go down the line, you're like, wow, this team doesn't have... Just, yeah. They just don't have, like, they're, they're a bunch of, like, skinny young kids, and it's like, you know, whatever. Like, we, we've seen the Raptors you know, lose in that scenario before when they were a young team. But, like, Detroit actually, you know, frustrated me a little bit because, you know, Dwayne Casey knows all of uh, Nick Nurse's plays, obviously. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Nick Nurse is running the exact same plays as Dwayne Casey did, according to Dwayne Casey. Also, Dwayne Casey's, you know, probably, it's going to be like 3-0. They're going to be down in the How series. How many Dwayne Cases is that? Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne Casey's going to be down 3-0 in the series, and then he's going to stop the game, challenge Nick Nurse to all game of one-on-one, -on -one, and that to decide the series. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be annoying, so. Who would win that game? 
Dwayne, one hundred percent. I don't yeah. care that Dwayne is like ten years older than Nick. It doesn't matter. Well, Dwayne doesn't. Dwayne doesn't look like he's sixty. No. That's pro probably because he hey, stays man, in Dwayne shape. has fight in his eyes when he oh, sees Nick Nurse. No, Dwayne can't slapping the floor. Right yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no question. Yeah. So you're watching Raptors post game live uh, with Yahoo Sports. Uh, feel free to send in your questions. We're going to be here for a little while talking about everything to do with the Raptors ahead of the playoffs. Um, what concerns you about the Raptors? Because um, they do. I mean, for me, I think they have a few holes that. Um, either uh, they're still looking to address because of how short um, or short a time this this team has had to really gel together. Um, that being rebounding, possibly uh, guarding the point guard position. So, what do you think? Well, on this week's episode of Raptors Over Everything. Oh, look at you! <laughs> me and Sira did discuss this topic. Now, I think Sira dismissed most of my concerns about the Raptors, and I, as the host, had to maybe generate some potential concerns just to create content. Oh, but how the turntables have turned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I will just throw this out there. Are you concerned about Kyle Lowry's scoring? Because his scoring has really fallen off um, this yeah. season and in particular, right? It's the fewest points of his career, at least as a Raptor, say for that first season. And, you know, he hasn't really scored even 20 points in like a month. So are you guys concerned about that at all? Honestly, I'm not just because. So, if if you were to ask me before this the trade deadline, yeah, um, look at you guys I'm not concerned about Kyle. <laughs> <in the playoffs. laughs> look at you guys. Yeah. You guys are nothing. <laughs> <you guys. laughs> before the trade deadline, if you looked at the Raptors roster, like Kyle Lowry's scoring was really important. That that was how they were gonna uh, mm -hmm. get to their ceiling because um, he needed to be that secondary guy to Kawhi. You know, we saw every time that Kawhi was out of the lineup, every time you saw Kyle Lowry play those games, you know, those wins against uh, the Clippers in L.A., the wins against the Warriors uh, in Golden State, that was the Kyle Lowry you wanted to see with Kawhi. But now with the additions of Marcus All, with uh, Pascal's uh, improvement scoring-wise, I don't think Kyle's scoring is um, as important. And yeah, I, I feel like it's it's more gravy at this point. So I'm not too concerned about that. Um, if there is something that concerns me, it's more uh, defensively, where I think they're 29th in the league um, since the All-Star break uh, in corner threes allowed. And that's something that you need to be on top of. And you know, mm -hmm. the way the Raptors defend, I don't mm -hmm. think uh, that's something that will necessarily go away. Um, well, okay, so, so why, why do they give up so many corner threes? Um, they struggle with dribble penetration. I mean, that, that hasn't changed okay. for... <laughs> and it starts yeah. with the point guard position. Yeah, um, yeah it, I mean, th that, that hasn't changed at all, right? So, I mean, yeah, if we're talking about what we're worried about with Kyle Lowry, it's probably more, uh, a bit more on the defensive end than anything. Um, so, yeah, with the dribble penetration, how, uh, you know, if they can really focus in, again, we haven't seen them hit top gear, top intensity over the course of the regular season. We've seen flashes of it. So maybe that's something that changes in the playoffs and they can cut down on that. Um, and yeah, I think they just really trust their scramble mode as well. Um, so if they can get out to shooters better, then, you know, again, that's a, that's, a, that's, you know, that's a compete thing, that's an intensity thing. So that remains to be seen. I don't, again, I don't think that's a concern for the first round, but maybe when you go up against Philly or, you know, whether it's Boston or Milwaukee uh, after that, then, you know, I think that's something that they need to be uh, wary of. Yeah, and sometimes, that, so, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Something that we talked about on the podcast was the potential of having a podcast Wrap us over everything. Subscribe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, One more time. Was was having. Wrap us over everything. Yeah. There we go. Over, One more time. Wrap us over what? 
Everything, yeah, everything. everything, exactly. everything. Okay. Yeah. iTunes, yeah. Okay, All right, awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk about Pascal potentially guarding point guards, uh -huh. and that might actually be one of the only ways that they can avoid dribble penetration. Yep. Stanny Green, still strong defensively in a lot of other ways, is not really keeping up with point guards anyway, any anymore the way that he used to. Probably needs to be retired from that sort of role. Not really Kawhi's big either. Yeah. More of like a strength. I mean, you know, unless I mean, Ben Simmons at the top. <laughs> sure, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you could have a guy his size for sure. Or even I the mean, final two minutes of the fourth quarter, that's when like Kawhi's like, all right, guys, right, yeah. I'll do it. Okay, mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. <laughs> The He's way that, that Siakam can <laughs> cut guys off, though, it's just, I think that might be a solution. We saw we saw Casey do it last year in the playoffs with John Wall. I thought it was pretty successful. I thought OG did a pretty good job on him, too. That's a good and, point. you know, I think I like the idea of throwing him on a guy like Kyrie Irving and seeing what happens. He probably will pick up a couple extra fouls, and you'd like him to. And considering he's actually important out of the rotation, maybe you don't want that. But yeah. I don't know if the Raptors are really going to have a choice. And he, if he's successful, which I think, you know, it's one of those risks that you should see what happens. Because if, if he's successful, then you're just, then the defense is kind of a steel trap. Because then there's not really much else left for you to exploit. You know, everybody the, else is pretty strong. With the way the Raptors' schedule has been since they acquired Gasol, like the toughest team they faced was really OKC during that back-to-back. -back. Outside of that, they've been playing a lot of teams that aren't that great, so there haven't been a lot of signature wins where they can show that, okay, we got this figured out because all those wins were earlier on in the season. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't blame fans for being a little bit hesitant about, okay, yeah, are these guys like, at that point where they can really guard anyone? So I understand that part. Um, X-Factors, though. Everyone needs an X-Factor off their bench. We love an X-Factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all love yeah. X-Factors, and every mm -hmm. team needs one. So who is the Raptors' X-Factor? During the postseason. Oh, it's Jeremy Lin, my guy. Come on. Oh, Come here on, we go. guys. Here Jeremy we go Lin? again. Here we go. No. Did you guys know that Will Lou likes Jeremy Lin? Yeah, Did no. You, uh, not even, I mean, I'll, I'm just I'll, learning today. I will <laughs> always love Jeremy, but this season, is, it has been really trying. Um, no, I'm going to pick Norman Powell just because it feels like, yeah, you know, yeah. Norman Powell has a flair for the dramatic. And uh, realistically, though, it's really just, um, you know, Nick Nurse said it the other day after a game where Norm had, what, 23 points on perfect 7 of 7 shooting. He said, mm -hmm. like, like, Norm just has this like courage and confidence about it that like you kind of need that sometimes. Obviously, he's very athletic and he can get his shot off and he can be very aggressive. And we've seen it in the past. Norm has had some great playoff moments, you know. 2016, Game Five, I was there in attendance. Him stealing the ball off Paul George and dunking it. I mean, that was incredible. By the way, Demar Derozan was benched for that fourth quarter, very, very curiously. Uh, and 2017, the year after, Norm replaces. Um, who they replace in the starting uh, lineup? Valanciunas in the starting lineup, and they right. went small. They went to the small ball lineup with the Baca at five, and Norm was incredible. I mean, he shot 12 of 13 from deep for the rest of that <laughs> first round series. So yeah. Norm has had a lot of great moments. Um, I might sing. Am I going to bank on Norm having great moments? No, but uh, he's the kind of guy who will push hard enough to get to that great moment. So you need the courage to first take shots before you make shots, and Norm has lots of courage. Got a couple of questions coming in. So this is from Phil. Sorry if I get this wrong, Phil. You're Twitter handle is a little bit confusing. Uh, close game with the possession left. Who is the guy that you want taking the shot? Who are the top three guys you want taking shots for the Raptors? So obviously it's going to be Kawhi Leonard for number one, right? We want Kawhi. I mean, his crunch time shot selection and his making is pretty good so far mm -hmm. this season. Um, after that... I mean, are we visualizing scenarios? Or are yeah. we saying this is who I'd give the ball to because... I'd probably go Mark Gasol because just because if okay. if Mark Gasol is going to shoot a shot, 
he's probably going to be wide open when he does it, right? Fair enough. Like he's not really necessarily yeah. going to be taking a contested shot. And if he's taking a last-minute shot where it's kind of rushed, he can get it off over anybody else. So I just want to see him do that not uh, Kyle. McGregor again. The, 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 yeah, the swag walk. The swag walk. You look damn good doing it. I'm going to go with our man, Danny Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen. What do you mean? Hitter you mean, of Yeah, Yabby Sports has a podcast with Danny Green? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Subscribe Inside the Green Room. Yeah, room. Uh, check it out. Inside we have a, this Green Room. Yeah. Um, We've got a live TV coming up, by the way. Just so you know. Yeah. It's sold out, though. But, you know. We can it is. Yeah. Listen to a podcast, at least. It's with Norm. <laughs> um, yeah, why not? Danny Green's already had two game winners this year, you know? Like, uh, I mean, who's more automatic on wide open threes than Danny Green? And, and I got all the confidence in the world when Danny Green yeah. is ready to take a shot with a few seconds left. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, if Danny has an open shot, I, I don't care who else might also get that open shot. I want Danny to take that open shot. That's the best shot for the Raptors, Danny Green open shot. <laughs> no question. Yeah. Um, X-Factor-wise, I do think OG Ananobi is really important. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, we talked about potentially, you know, if you look at a situation where you're going up against Boston and you're starting off with Pascal Siakam on... Uh, Kyrie Irving, he picks up a couple of quick fouls. OG is the backup four. You need quality minutes from him. And sure, early on, maybe you can uh, live with just getting, you know, five to ten minutes a, a game out of him. But yeah, in those games, if Pascal picks up foul trouble, which is something he did uh, during yeah, last postseason, yeah. um, then OG's got to be ready to step in and really help out. And so um, I like the poise that he showed mm-hmm. uh, last year. Um, yeah. He was great against Washington, had some really nice moments against Cleveland as well, um, even though... I'm probably better off not remembering that. But yeah, I think X Factor wise, uh, the potential that OG could have to step into a role um, if Pascal does get into foul trouble, I think he's someone to look out for. Final shot. Final shot. Um, yeah, outside of Kawhi, I'd probably say Danny. Um, probably not Kyle. Hey, man, listen, <laughs> Kyle's going to have a great assist on that game-winning play. Yeah. yeah. A yeah. great assist on that play. A great screen assist. You know what, low-key, Fred Van Vliet? Yeah. Fred Van Vliet's got some clutch yeah. chops. I Fred. like Fred. He does. Fred's a good officer. See, I feel, that's I where like I got to disagree. I feel like every time, I mean, I, 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 mean, I love Fred. Like, he's a he's a terrific backup point guard, even, even like a shooting guard. But, I don't know, I feel like of late, I recall the shots you're talking about, mm-hmm. but it seems like he's just been missing a lot of them. A lot of those long-range threes, I'm like, oh, this is a shot to get them over the hump, and then, you know, Fred misses it. I love Fred, okay? I'm just saying. Wow. I'm just going off of recent memory and what wow. I've seen on I'm TV. I think Fred should be traded. I can't. Wow. Fred, you're, right. Take. you're right, actually. Jeremy should be the backup one. <laughs> <laughs> X-Factor-wise, what do you think? I think it's actually Surge. Yeah? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. he's, uh, yes, the chef. Uh, he still, I, I know he's having an unprecedentedly great season for what is that even a word for for what we expected of him that said i just think that he has decision making issues there's still so many times where he catches a ball and i just feel like you're not going to do the right thing and oftentimes he doesn't it still kind of works but i just i worry about what that means in the playoffs i worry about him kind of getting blitzed a little bit and being forced to make decisions and freaking out or missing layups or seeing an open layup and deciding he's going to, you know, turn and <laughs> go with the hook instead, you know, it's just, uh, I, I am, and he is older, you know, I don't know if he's, when was the last time he had a deep playoff run? 
I mean, it's been a bit. It's, it it seems like you're saying he's the X factor, but not in a good way. <laughs> Him holding I up actually would be thought huge. He had a pretty good playoffs um, the year before last. Um, mm. Especially when Kyle got injured. Is, I was thought that the year really LeBron spun in. the ball in his face and then hit the three? Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it was good enough to walk the series. It was good. Right. It was good. Um, honestly, I hate, I, hate it. I, hate, I hate LeBron. I hate LeBron. I'm so happy he's on the Lakers right now. <laughs> yeah, they got their own issues. Holy smokes. Magic. I think he just finished his press conference two hours later. Mm. Who would have thought? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was already like, it was pretty bold of you to say that the content we provide here was going to be better than what Magic provided because my, I, we're going to be <laughs> dining on that for the next two weeks, even though it's going to be the first round of the playoffs. Like, we're going to be talking that for a long time. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah, he just dipped. <laughs> he just said that he would rather tweet <laughs> at home about the NBA players. The hey, he's got the money to drop, do that, though. Which like, I get. Yeah. Well, Twitter's I get. great. Twitter's great. Twitter's the best, yeah, right? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Twitter. When you're oh, as yeah. rich as Magic Johnson, <laughs> you can make that call. You can say that I'd rather tweet than run the Lakers. He can do that. Yeah, the they can't. He's a but billionaire. His pitch yeah. to LeBron was legit. I'm gonna get you someone next year. Do you guys? Think and now he's just like. Yo, he didn't even tell Jeannie. That's right. He's yeah. like, I think of her as a sister. That's why, I didn't, that's why I didn't tell her. <laughs> and that's why I told her over this press conference. <laughs> love, you're the worst her. brother ever, bro. <laughs> no, you're, 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 you're the worst brother. Yeah. somehow worse than Jim Buss. Like, <laughs> wow. You lasted a lot shorter like, than Jim Buss. I love her so much that I would rather break up with her on national television. <laughs> to her face. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, another that's question came in from B. McDonald. He's curious. Uh, how many games does it take for Nick to find his groove? So I guess this is referring to first playoff appearance as a head coach and dealing with everything that changes with the matchups and whatnot and game by game. Like, how long does it take Nick to find his groove? Yeah, what? I don't think you get to find a groove. Yeah, what's yeah, a coaching you know, groove? Yeah, that's kind of the, the whole thing with being a good playoff coach is actually being able to thrive without having a groove, really. It's, ab it's about consistently making ad adjustments and being dynamic and not really necessarily feeling like you have a grasp over the situation. I, I don't know that that's actually a situation. I think we like to we like to create this idea in our head of the ideal coach who is always on top of everything and knows every scenario, but in reality, all these guys are just making reads, and then the one that works, yeah, they look like a genius, but really the entire time is you're just trying to anticipate a million different scenarios coming at you, and you have players who you don't necessarily know if, you know, you could have made the best decision on paper, but if they don't deliver, they don't deliver. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know if a coaching groove really mm. exists. Plus, Nick Nurse has spent the whole season saving plays for the playoffs. Mm. So, playoff <laughs> mode Nick Nurse... Crazy. The plays he's gonna be really, running. I really believe he actually is doing that. Only Danny. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why, but I think like he actually has like a little book that he's just like, oh, I'll go with that one in the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah I think Only you, Danny I think you read too many mad scientist <laughs> profiles at the start of the season. It could yeah. be. Well, I will say this though: is that a critique of Dwayne Casey in the past years, and even Serge Ibaka when he when he was on Green Room, he said this that in previous seasons he felt like they waited a little bit too long to make adjustments in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And you look at Ty Lue and LeBron, um, they were always like three steps ahead of the Raptors, and that bit them year after year after year. So I do think Nick Nurse has learned enough from that, that whether it's the right decision or not, he will make a decision. Yeah, I think if there's anything you look at with Nurse in terms of finding a groove, it's during the regular season where he tried all these different machinations in terms of the rotations. And I think he's figured out what he wants to go to in different situations. Uh, and now it's just a question of 
doing it in you know real time in the playoffs. And yeah, I think you know I thought he had an interesting quote when you know someone asked him at a Raptors practice about you know how many games do you think it takes for these guys to get comfortable? You know what's an ideal sample size? And he's like, you know what, honestly, with some guys on this team, they're so smart. <laughs> I just need one game, and the other guys maybe it takes them 15 or 20. And so maybe that's why we've seen certain samples of certain rotations extend a bit longer and other ones have been, you know, sort of cut down pretty quickly where he's like, okay, I think I know I have this uh, in my back pocket that I can go to at any time. So I think he's established over the course of the regular season what his groove is going to be. Um, and now, you know, now we wait for the real test. An area that has been critiqued quite a bit this season of Nick Nurse was uh, his late game play calling. And that's been going on again for a couple of years now. I don't know if we actually know the answer to that yet, of if he's actually like much better than doing Casey in that area. Um, but I mean, we're oh, definitely had, like find three out. set plays though. You yeah. could like I literally was people on Twitter would just be like, oh, Dwayne's going with either option A, B, or C, yeah. and it was like that it's, that screen at half court with Kyle Lowry <laughs> to catch the ball. There was Demar Derozan with the ball screen from Kyle Lowry, and then there was just. Uh, the JV play, where you invented the elbow, he fakes the handoff and goes through. Literally, those are the yeah. only three plays. I can yeah. name them right now. I do recall seeing Blake Griffin that, do that as yeah. well in well, Detroit. <laughs> the Pistons beat the Raptors on that same play yeah. the first time that they played each yeah. other. Right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Nick, you should have probably, you know, Paid attention in the last five yeah. years. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I think Nick has shown well, Nick like has a all the same more. plays, right? The so. exact same plays. I mean, yeah. Yeah. the same plays. We're gonna have a lot of Spider-Man memes if <laughs> if they get the Pistons. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, no. I think Nick has uh, has shown, especially out of timeouts. Like, it, it's like you know, down the stretch, like you're probably only he, he's a little bit conservative down the stretch, but throughout the course of a game, like after timeouts, he's consistently come up with really good plays yeah. and like. Um, like notable ones where it's like some like Danny Green going to the corner and there's a series of screens or Fred Van Bleed or Kyle you know coming around two down screens going left like there's a lot of like things that Nick Nurse has done with his play calling but it just seems like down the stretch it definitely becomes a lot more conservative and it's a lot more through Kawhi which is fine right Kawhi is a very good closer he's had a mo- uh, at least three or four game winners this year for season, sure right yep. so um, you know I just think it comes down to a question of like how do you give the ball to Kawhi. Do you give him the ball that's outside the three-point arc, let him dribble off a screen, or do you put him into the post and let him catch it there, turn around, face up, and go one-on-one? And I think for me, I would rather him just go into the post because I think that limits his the weakest part of his game, which is probably the dribble. He's not that good creating off the dribble. I do like when he uses uh, Kyle as a screener yeah. because Kyle, yeah. like he will get the job done. That is part of, like, you see a lot of plays break down is because the screen wasn't set properly. But Kyle, you know, he will get his big ass in there and he will make sure that the screen is done properly. So yeah. I do like that play because it does generally uh, provide opportunity for Kawhi to at least make something happen off the dribble, going towards the basket. And when he's pretty close to the bucket, like, he's pr- so strong that chances yeah. are he's going to get at least a good shot off. Yeah, I think if there's anything that tells you how risk-averse Nick Nurse has been in late game situations. It's you look at the two sort of dynamic plays that he's had. It's like giving Siakam the ball at the top against the Phoenix Suns, and like you know mm-hmm. g- getting Danny Green a look early in the season against Orlando, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, um, I think it is what it is. You're gonna see Kawhi with the ball a lot in isolation scenarios. Uh, late in games, and you've just got to hope that he comes through and makes the right decision. Um, and again, you know. If the Raptors are the team they are, if it is a tie game scenario, you're basically saying, okay, we've got, you know, say if, if it's 10 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever, we're going to take this last shot, we miss it, now we've got another five minutes to win the game, right? If you're the better team, 
you like your chances in either scenario, so, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I think if anything, you would hope that some of those isolation situations are a little bit more dynamic yeah, than they've the been in the regular season or a little bit more thought out. I think one of the examples of a situation where Kawhi wasn't put in the best possible situation to succeed was against the Rockets mm -hmm. when yeah. they kept trying to get the switch on James Harden to put him in the post against Harden, which was like, well, guys, like this is the one place where you don't really necessarily want to be isolating against Harden. And yeah, he got that Rick Ross body, like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, like Kawhi ran into him like a brick wall, and mm. it didn't really go well. So whether that's going to be getting the right screen and getting the right mismatch, or having some you know off-ball screening action happening while Kawhi is going, so that it's harder to send a double, like some sort of variation on just a plain ISO, I think would go a long way. Because at the end of the day, it's just a percentage game, right? Yeah, like. I don't know what I don't know what Kawhi's ISO is. Let's say he's likely to hit like forty-four percent. Yeah. If he can get up to fifty with a good matchup, if he can get a, a couple other things going, then I think I'm okay with isolation. I, don't, mm -hmm. I think it's become a bad word in the NBA, but in reality, that's how playoff basketball games are won. So it's obviously good to have one of the best isolation players in the league on your team, and also a guy that you know, push comes to shove, he can shove harder, right? Like, and he'll, he'll get a <laughs> like he'll he'll get a shot off, right? Yeah. So. Um, I would. The one thing I would also say is, I would like to see them involve Marcus Saul in those plays too. Like yeah. Kyle's a good screener for sure. No question. But Kyle's small. It's hard to give the ball to Kyle afterwards because he's like, again, he's small. Or right? he slips a screen or whatever. It's not like you just throw it over the top and Kyle's gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna catch it. But Gasol, he's seven feet tall. He's gonna set a huge screen, bigger than Kyle even, and it's easy to throw the guy. He's a big target. And then when he's on the move, it's a four on three situation. I mean, Gasol is going to be a good decision maker. He's going to mm -hmm. find the open man. And also, like, he's actually a threat going to the rim. Yeah. That's the case. And he can also pop up for three. So, you know, keep Gasol in mind as a pick and roll option as well. Yeah, or a dribble handoff option, right? Yeah. Like, if, if JV could fake and wow. drive the other <laughs> yeah. way, you know. Yeah, I think the key is the decision making, right? Like, with Gasol, um, if, they, if they do deny Kawhi the ball or whoever else it may be, you can trust him to just manage the situation, right? Spolster has that quote about him not getting seasick in those late game situations. Mm -hmm. That's where you can trust him. You know that he's going to make the right play. You've seen him make big shots in the playoffs before as well. So I, th I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and I think also the other thing is the Raptors have so many smart players. So you can kind of trust them to be dynamic without necessarily turning it over. Especially, like, I, I think that we're all kind of terrified of putting... Kyle into dynamic situations because of what's happened before but you know maybe it's time to to get over that and just accept hey there are a lot of guys on this team who make good decisions they can shoot the ball and you know they are unselfish so let's just run a real play and see what happens your the chances of the, this team turning it over on a set play are so so much lower than your average team yep and their assist turnover ratio has gone like through the roof in a good way um, since like, a solid trade. Like they are not turning the ball over the way they used to at all, and their assists are like they're getting thirty a game, no problem. Making we all are their threes. Yeah, <laughs> that helps. That we helps. are talking about Kawhi Leonard, and let's talk about the elephant in the room. If everyone knows, watch Green Room. That is the term that is going on with uh, Nick Nurse. Has Kawhi Leonard played his last regular season game with the Toronto Raptors? Oh, Jasses. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Okay, fine. Yo, we're about to go to the playoffs. We <laughs> might go to the finals. Let's worry about this in June. Like, yo, come on. I mean, stop being a Toronto Raptors fan. Deal with the present. Fine. That's still a thing. Fine. 
Has Jeremy Lin played the rest last week? <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 what were we, we going to say? About, we're going to play that game with Jeremy Lin, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, first off, Jeremy's going to be in the NBA next year. All right, don't worry. He's going to be in the NBA. Yeah, he's got too much marketing right. value. Did you, did you guys yeah. make oh, sure listen. to zoom in on, on Will's face? Jeremy's going to be in the NBA okay. next year. Please, NBA, I, make I think that happen. I, right. I think that's, that's, that's my that's camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm well, not, are you ready for your close-up? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the R. Kelly. Like, oh, is that camera over there? No. Um, no mentioning of R. Kelly. On oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I, I really shouldn't. Get R. Kelly out. No vocabulary. What was that Jeremy Lin game we were going to play about? So, basically... I think you can guesstimate that the Raptors should, <laughs> if they meet expectations, <laughs> play about 20 games yeah. this postseason, right? Uh, give or take. Will Jeremy Lin finish with at least 20 points total? Jesus. <laughs> so over under total points. <laughs> I didn't want to do this here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so if they play 20 games. Will, Will just started. <laughs> If the Raptors play 20 playoff games and you want them to score 20 total points, that's one point a game. So you're asking if Jeremy can score one point a game. I mean, he's also got to get into the games. He's got to get into the games. So, like, yeah, Raptors will have some blow. That's the first round. You know what? No. I want to say yes. And not only yes, he's going to have 20 points just in the first round alone. <laughs> just in the first round alone. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. he shot 2 of 8 today against the Timberwolves. Oh, gosh. Uh, against, who, who are the Timberwolves playing you back You said that today? was the such a Wolves. positive inflection. You shot 2 of 8 today against the Timberwolves. No, the game you were playing was, is Jeremy Lin going to score more points than Jody Meeks in the playoffs? Okay. And the answer is no. I don't think No, because Jody Meeks. So you're saying no? Jody Meeks is going to get minutes. Jody Meeks is going to, if he gets minutes, he's going to be scoring, too. So you can make open shots, you're saying? He can take open shots. Fair enough. Okay. So no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jody scores more. more Jody points. scores more. Okay. Pat McCaw. Let's say he's, he's healthy for round one. Okay. Pat McCaw doesn't score though. He's he's brought on to play two minutes of defense and that's it. I think Pat McCaw will still outscore him just because he okay, will actually on, get because he's minutes. actually going to play. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Chris Boucher. Is he? Uh, he's back for like the second round. Yeah. McCaw? Essentially, we'll see like what yeah. kind of condition he's in and stuff. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. Yeah, I'll say Lynn what if scores Raptors don't make more, more points. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I got you. What did you I got say? you. What if the Raptors <laughs> say that again? What if the Raptors don't make it to the second round? Here we go. Oh my God! Holy smart. I'm just saying for like for McCaw, maybe maybe Jeremy Lin is actually the better move. You're just saying. I'm just saying that the Raptors won't get to the second round. Chris Boucher or Jeremy Lin. Who got, who got We've been points? through this. Everyone's gonna score more points than Jeremy Lin. <laughs> Chris Boucher? Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. If He's a flamethrower. If the Raptors make the finals, then just because of the blowouts against uh -huh. the Warriors, yeah. Jeremy Lin will get minutes. Oh, exactly, and there's a revenge that's factor a of playing against the first team he cracked in the NBA with. That's true. Yeah, that's there right. Pre-Lin Sanity. Yeah. It was, he was a third-string guard. It was when he kicked John Wall's ass in Summer League. and uh, That yeah. too, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> he was like, my lateral quickness is very good. And people yeah, are like, you do martial arts, and he's twice. like, no, that's not it. I think in the finals. Yeah. Uh, the Raptors. Yeah. I mean, there's four. There's four games though. No. They're they're trying to max out uh, the Oracle experience, right? So they'll lose game four, so that. Well, no. Yeah. Okay. Wait. What's. No. They so the Raptors. <laughs> so so the Raptors will have home this court. This is what happens, right? <laughs> so they'll win one game mm -hmm. at home, and then the okay. Warriors will come to Toronto for game five and be like, "No, we can't do this here." And they'll go back to Golden State for game six. And that's how it'll end. And we're going to hang a banner for that, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> we gotta hang a banner for every win. Yeah. yeah. Just just the box score, like it's like a very sm- large banner, but like small. Will numbers. Jeremy Lin get a banner? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. In China, yeah, definitely. <laughs> every, every every city in China is going to have a banner, right? For every Raptors win, we will Singapore, have a banner, a banner somewhere in this office. We will have a post game show after Game One and Game Two um, of the first round series, and more after that. And be sure to follow uh, Will and I for Games Three and Four wherever we're going: Orlando, Brooklyn, Miami, Charlotte. Don't really know yet. Um, so thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Have a good night. Bye bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.